This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look at the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, wiener time, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty. And about, about to We're not be funded by a radio station because we keep talking about dongs. <laughs> From mornings all to 7 7 at the end, I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Century League Field. Brandon from the internet. Hello. Hi. Uh, do us a quick solid. Click on through to Apple Podcasts. Real quick, thank you to everyone who has been doing this because you're the best. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. We're just one short of getting, uh, I believe, 50 reviews on this podcast, Whoa, which is cool. pretty dope. Yeah. So uh, if you could leave us a comment, that'd be great. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. From Will, I'm your literal daddy Bruin to Carl, Goose is loose, Svensson. Man, the goose is loose. New uh, new review alert. Yes, new review. Uh, thank you, Derek, who's actually uh, based on your username on iTunes. I think that you're Derek uh, from, from Twitter, who's a great friend of the pod. So thank you, Derek, mm. for this new review. Uh, Derek says, I don't know what Jan slash Yan is on about. Plenty of quality footy talk that's accessible to casual fans as well. I'm far from casual, uh, but this is still a great show full of hilarious antics. We don't need serious... uh, (laughs) I almost said... Uh, we don't need serious analysis at all times. Enjoy the silliest, uh, sorry, enjoy the silliness and wiener time. Keep it up, guys. Wizard bird for life. And his favorite <laughs> players are Will Bruin and Dad Marshall. Great choice, Derek. Great choice. I wonder if that changed last night. Now, this he, week. He, he did leave this to his credit. He left this review uh, before uh, the, semi, uh, the Western Conference final. So way to go. You feeling it there, buddy? You're full of airs today, I and know, I feel like maybe you're uh, you're dragging ass today. I'm tired, man. That that match, I I was not ready for that. I'm I think my brain is still fried from processing all of the Twitter and all of the yeah. madness that happened over over the uh, eleven o eleven o two. I see. Uh, when I wake up this morning at four in the morning at eleven o two, there's a message from you being like, "We're gonna pod tomorrow," <laughs> and then I check our Twitter, and you've already declared that we're gonna pod today. So I was like, "Well, yeah." So it sure seems like our podcast is. Pretty Promising we will, so here we are. I assume that week, we needed to, yeah. This week, the Schmetzer time, Sounders FC take on the scared <laughs> fighting Caleb Porters in the Ziggy Schmidt Derby, or the Brad Evans Battle, or the Chad Marshall Cup, or what we're calling the MLS Cup Final. Four times in five years, Brandon, not bad. It's insane. I was trying to explain to my wife, who um, likes the Sounders, but always tells me that she hates them because it makes me do things instead of do things with her. And um, that, okay, that, I didn't mean anything like that. But um, she she even understands the impact of of how amazing it is. And she... Uh, that the Sounders are in the, their fourth final in five years. But when I told her, the Sounders made it to the final, and she was like, who are they playing? Uh, and I said, Columbus. And she was like, not Toronto? 
<laughs> I was like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Full90podcast.com. Check us out there. It has links to all of our stuff so you can communicate. You can listen to the pod, everything else you're listening right now. So thank you so much for doing that. You can find us on the radio.com app, 1077thein.com, and a bunch of other places depending on where you're coming from. Let me tell you how hard it is for me not to gloat when I'm hosting a Portland morning show to be like, hey, your dumb fart team isn't here, and here we are, MLS Cup Finals again, dummies, and we're playing your old coach. Yeah, how does your dumb preseason extra glorified tournament COVID Cup feel now? idiots yeah (laughs) 25 players one cup like get out of here (laughs) what a match though man that um i i want to know because at one point so obviously the sounders win the western conference final three to two against minnesota united in uh not so regular terms and i want to know in the 75th or whatever minute it was it was two to nothing um how close were you i was close how close were you to turning off the tv and going to bed Oh, not turning it off. That's for sure. And I'm the one who has to get up at four in the morning and it's like dragging on. My wife's mad at me, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Um, But um, at that point, I was ready literally to tweet. My tweet was, so who, how does this work? Do you root for Minnesota to beat Caleb Porter? Do you root for Minnesota because Ozzy's going to be there representing sort of like a legacy of being here, like a guy you can really cheer for or what? Boom. Will Bruin comes on, scores a goal right away. Okay. Yeah, it makes your choice a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? Another goal just moments later. 20 minutes, three goals. Seattle Sounders FC go on to win. That third goal, Brandon, I was literally jumping up and down like my toddler and downstairs in my living room going, ah, 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 trying to keep, but also trying to like, like uh, kill Bill when the girl is underneath the bed and her family is killed. And she goes, Weeper, and then she tries to bring it back in because my wife is upstairs. She's just had hand surgery. Ooh. She's dealing with our toddler to try and get him to bed. And I'm downstairs yelling about soccer, ignoring my family. So like at the same time, I'm like literally jumping up and down because I can't make noise. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was exactly that. Yeah. When that goal went in, I went. I didn't even. I don't even know who scored it at the time. Anything. Yeah. I'm just waiting for there to be like the flag to go up. It's offside or something like that. Not only a huge victory there late in the match, but no extra time had to be played. We didn't get that 30 bull minutes of uh, of stoppage or that extra time that you would have uh, to try and resolve it before going to PKs with MLS Cup Final precariously scheduled in five like days. five days win. away, yeah. And Columbus with an extra two days of rest going into it. So that, that was clutch for the Sounders to get out of there in regular time, but even more clutch to get out of there at all. Uh, yeah, like, how, how were you feeling? Like, what were you, where were you at? Oh, in that two nothing. I was telling my wife that I was about to be. She was upstairs packing. She's uh, she's we obviously moved to Spokane. She's been traveling back to Seattle to c- continue to cut hair uh, just for the rest of the year. And so she was getting ready to leave at like five this morning to drive back to Seattle to do that. So Oof. she um, I'm having sirens in the background. Okay, sorry. We had to. We had to. There was a sirens going by ambulance, and Brandon didn't get uh, arrested and is not going to the hospital. So we continue. I concede nothing, Brandon Colt. So your wife, your wife gets up five a.m. to go to Seattle, and you're up 
yeah, like, I'm, I'm the, downstairs. The yeah, I'm downstairs watching the soccer game, and it's two to nothing. And I'm getting ready to tell her, like, "Hey, I'll be up in a second to help you pack and help you get ready to do this four-hour drive tomorrow, early, early in the morning." And yeah. then, and then, uh, Big Bill Bruin scores a goal, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll still be up soon." Uh, but she heard me, you know, celebrate downstairs, and then, and then Raul, Raul Rui Diaz scores a goal, and I'm like, "Oh no." She's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> She's going to be so mad. We have so an mad. hour more soccer to watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, Raul Rui Diaz scores a goal, and we've got 30 more minutes of soccer plus penalties probably. Uh, she's going to be real mad. And then and then Gustav Svensson scores a goal, and I'm going crazy downstairs, and she's mad at me for that, but I'm like, hey, we don't have to worry about 30 more minutes of soccer. <laughs> Sa- saved your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gustav. Thank you, Carl, Dr. Carl Svensson. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was um, I, I was pretty close to turning it off at one point because I, I was de- I was so depressed watching it. I I couldn't believe like the Sounders had played a really good game, uh, but we knew Minnesota going into this match. We we I think talked about it a little bit the week before when we didn't know if it was going to be Minnesota or Kansas City. They walloped on Kansas City. Ooh, they, boy. The game before they won three nothing, they beat uh, Kansas City three nothing. So they came into this match as technically underdogs, as the lower seeded team. But uh, coming off of some really strong wins, when the Sounders were coming off of a Shane O'Neill-induced uh, win against FC Dallas, so Doctor uh, Doctor Shane O'Neill, OBGYN, he's doing an <laughs> induction now. The idea that Minnesota came in with so many fewer days of rest, I think is one of the factors that helps Seattle have just that extra step. Healy, their manager, said that he didn't mention it at all during the week. He didn't want that to at all be one of the themes, so that way when they started feeling tired, they played into it. And I think that's really smart. But a full-strength Minnesota with the type of games they had been having, I think would have been, maybe you could have seen that 3-0 result again. Well, then you start to, yeah, you... You try to think that maybe like an extra day, an extra two days might not make that big of a difference. And and you're hoping that right now as a Sounders fan, as you're about to go into an MLS Cup final against Columbus Crew, who have had two more days of rest. But you saw in this Sounders-Minnesota game, there's a a complete like meltdown by by Minnesota in the last, what, 20 minutes of the match. So uh, you got to think that maybe maybe it was poor substitutions on their part, but how much of it was rest? How much oh, of no, it was no, I, know what, I know what it was. I know what it was. It was Schmetzer time. <laughs> Schmetzer time! Man, I... that Alexi Lawless can suck it. Okay? <laughs> that guy comes out... Like, we are the theme song, fake TV show... Uh, uh, yeah! Uh, media central over here, okay? You can't come out here as Alexi Lawless just because you have access to a guitar and Fox Sports and come out and make some sort of stupid Schmetzer's time song, but... To his credit, Schmetzer time, which I didn't think was a thing going into this match. I thought this was like a media-contrived fake news. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Colt, twenty twenty. Uh, they made a. Uh, uh, they just made up Schmetzer time, but then the Sounders go and score three goals in twenty minutes in the last twenty minutes of the match. The last one in the ninety-fourth minute of, of the match. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta maybe say that Schmetzer time might be a thing. Also, last year in the playoffs, Jordan Morris. Yeah. You know, a uh, hat trick gets Dallas like yeah. like late on secures that win. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of us being the jingle, the jingle show, get out of here. Alexi Lawless, your band um, jingle show. <laughs> that a- sounds like something uh, inappropriate that when you're in Thailand and, and you're walking down Khao Son Road and people are coming up to you, you want to see a jingle show? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> How many bot does this cost? <laughs> uh, but uh, around my house, I've just been going, that's so new, like nonstop. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere today, my boy, my three-year-old, he goes, he just goes walking by. He's like, that's so new. And I was like, I've done it. I have succeeded where others have failed. I have taught my child to sing the new who song. I changed my, on, on Reddit, I changed my little, what do you call it? My flair to new who. It's, it's on. I want to get the new who jersey. I want yeah. it all. It's got to be, uh, do you get, I want it now. Do you get new who or do you get choo-choo on the back? That's the question. I want to get soccer time on the back, I think. I'm actually like legitimately considering buying a jersey for Saturday's matchup oh, for, to have the commemorative one. I'm actually, somebody at the organization asked me to play in a bit of a media match at some point. I was like, I can't do it, but like, would you still give me the shirt? And they were like, absolutely. Nice. Then the pandemic happened and I didn't get that shirt. And I kind of feel weird being like, I know you're firing everybody, hey, but what do you about still have that, that shirt? shirt? <laughs> do you still got that shirt? Or like... Because I'm going to go buy one if not. So I think I will reach out and just see if that person will hook it up or not, because I would be willing to drive in. But I don't even know if they go to the office at all. I don't even know what's happening in Soundersville. So yeah. anyway, um, I'm considering getting the commemorative shirt. How about it? Maybe if they win? Yeah. Maybe if but, New Who scores. Oh, my gosh, dude. This, if there was ever a time for New Who to score a goal, it would be in the MLS Cup final during a pandemic year. Please, I'm not a religious man, but please, baby Jesus on the cross, <laughs> give me that new who goal. Black baby Jesus, too. I want it to be, please make that happen. You don't want it to be appropriated, baby Jesus. Um, no, I want, I want f- like French speaking baby Jesus. I can't remember what country new who's yeah, from. He's Cameroon, but he speaks French. Yeah, because it's the, you know, because of colonization. Colonies, yeah, uh, colonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. White people. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of asking God for things, uh, we put out on Twitter and we said, recording in an hour, uh, give us your last minute questions uh, for the podcast before we loudly yell into our microphones asking God for forgiveness for last night. Um, and we got a few questions and I want to I wanna ask a few of these questions. And, so- and to, be, to be clear... You didn't put them on the sheet anywhere, so I don't know what's yeah, coming exactly. at us right now. So exactly. I'm going to give you like unrehearsed, unthought, like just very thoughtless answers right now. So Great. let's go. Great. Um, first question comes from my brother, Stephen, and he asks, yeah. how and also how? Please answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the answer is obviously Schmetzer time. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And uh, yeah, the it was a it really was. Brian Schmetzer putting in the right people at the right time. Look, you um I, I don't know if you were like me, sixtieth minute rolls around, and I remember Stu Holden saying right before half, he's like, Schmetzer's gotta make those changes at half so they come back a different team and they get it done. And then Schmetzer didn't do that, and I was like, Oh boy. Then the sixtieth minute rolls by, still nothing, and I'm like, What what is he doing? I know he's got a plan for a contingency of having 30 extra minutes, potentially, if it's a stalemate, but they're down 2 nothing at the time, and he hasn't done anything. So th- that blows my mind. Thankfully, for him to, it worked For him out. to put in those yeah. subs, yeah, for him to put in Bruin, Leerdam, who came in mad, and then Gustav Svensson, that, that's, that central presence that you're missing to be able to kick Roldan outright and get Joven Jones off the field, it was masterful. 
it's it was incredible and it and it thankfully those subs ended up working out given i mean albeit it took until literally the last seconds of the game um but my my question is is we talked a lot going into this match and going into the last match is alex yeah. Roldan has been in, in amazing form right and uh so have uh all of the other players that have stepped up for the missing Ariaga, the missing Svensson, the missing Leerdam, right? So, yeah. like, you've got these players in there who are in form and playing good games and are on a bit of a roll, but there's a reason that Kelvin Leerdam is the starting right back on this team. There's a reason that Gustav Svensson is a starting yeah. central midfielder on this team. Um, even even Ariaga, who didn't see minutes last night, uh, it, there's a reason that he's that starting center back, right? You see some of those mm. gaps start to open up. <laughs> Dude, get that finger out of here. <laughs> but but that it raises the question: like, should Brian Schmetzer realistically, given the way that the team played after those guys came in, Big Bill Bruin, Carl Svensson, uh, Kelvin yep. Leardom, should those guys have started this match? Would we have been in a two two nil deficit to start no. that match? No, it's uh, you know, Roldan gets himself into a bit of trouble by committing early fouls, bad ones. Literally too, a yellow and... card in the second minute of the match. Come on, man. No, it was a little longer than that. He made it seven, right? Maybe seven. Okay, seven. You're right. You're right. <laughs> because he in the second minute he had that first awful foul. That should have like, been a yellow. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I said I messaged you about this during the match when Ilfath is the referee. I'm always like. At peace, knowing that we've got, I think the MLS's best ref. I mean, we won't get too deep into the woods on this, but like the guy allows a game to play, and once he sets the tone, I think he does a really good job of maintaining it. So if he's going to let some fouls happen, he's going to do it. If this is going to be a foul this time on the other side, going the other way, it's also going to be the same foul and applied the same way. I really appreciate seeing him uh, in command. Okay, speaking of that, though. Um, as we move on from these substitutes who maybe should have started, maybe shouldn't have, whatever. Oh, I, 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 wait, hold on. I got yeah, an answer yeah, for that, yeah, okay. too, though. Um, no, you shouldn't have started those guys because Schmetzer's right. Those other guys have been winning and been getting it done. So to continue, have that continuation, I think, is important in the playoffs. It's not sure. like the regular season where you're trying to find what a good squad is. Those guys are performing together. Roldan makes some mistakes early, and that changes how the pressure is applied. I just think that Schmetzer waited too long yeah. to try, and he really rolled the dice and one big on that but the people that he can bring in it's not like he was going to bring rolled on on for for Lirnam and yeah. hope that a kid gets a big performance he's bringing in their pro to to relieve the kid that said i think that kelvin Lirnam and gustav svensson if fit start in the final 100 percent, because yeah. that's the team that won it for you right. i still don't think bruin is on the field on uh, unless they're going to try something wacky no but he's an go, incredible but, super sub so that that's a guy that you love to see off of the bench but it, but if you bring him off the bench to pair him up top, I just think sure. that like if you start him as the lone center forward, it's it doesn't give the same kind of results. It's not Bruin uh, for Rui Diaz. It's Bruin for somebody else to play next to Rui Diaz because the goal, the first goal that Will Bruin scored was a uh, deflected shot that well, okay, first of all, it was a blocked shot that he blocked from <laughs> Rui Diaz and then and then said turn turn around, thank you very much, and put it in the goal um, without thinking, without, without thinking, without just, thinking. It was amazing, yeah. but you, but there were a couple times where there was a, a ball played up top uh, long, and you saw Will Bruin. And Raul Rui Diaz playing off of each other, and Will Bruin making runs to create space for Rui Diaz. And I know we're not a tactical uh, podcast, but being able to watch those two play next to each other, we're, it's not Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins by any means, but to be able to have two solid out and out strikers playing next to each other when we're used to having one or the other, um, it was really interesting to watch. And I think that that's an, uh, an amazing option for yeah. Brian Schmetzer to 
bring off the bench late in a potential close MLS Cup final. If you're Caleb Porter now, suddenly you got a whole new thing to worry about because you're watching a guy who hasn't delivered because he's been hurt, hasn't gotten back into shape, doesn't have his form, come out and stamp that game out. Like, Will Bruin was the, for me, Leardom coming on and feeding the ball in better than anyone else had been. That was like a big difference to see, and Will Bruin comes out. Now you got to worry about that. Oh, what happens if they do bring Bruin on? He's going to be potentially trouble that you just got to plan for. It's just one more thing that you got to spend your time worrying about rather than focusing on how you're going to beat the team. How you're going to stop them is tough. Yeah. So uh, moving on, we have, uh, we have a couple more questions. But uh, you did bring up the referee, Elfath, uh, uh, yeah. who is, I think, the 2020 MLS uh, or Pro Referee of the Year or something like that. So Good. so you have po- potentially the best referee in the league uh, uh, refing this match. However, there was a potential i mean so i'm not even going to get into the var uh reversed call on the rui diaz goal because i agree with it i agree that rui too, diaz yeah. fouled the guy on the, yeah, on the yeah, run up for the sure play. okay so moving Again, on to his quality he <laughs> saw the you know the the review ref saw it and told him and he went and looked at it and overturned it it was like no one should have been surprised by that when you see rui diaz push a guy over yeah so he does that he he uses var well he uh he overturns a call However, late in the match, there's a potential penalty called uh, not called against Alex or sorry against Christian Roldan, and um, by all looks at, that I've had of it, it's a penalty. If if that if that play happens out in the middle of the field, uh, Alex Roldan or sorry Christian Roldan going for the ball. I hate having two Roldans on the field. It's very hard to remember, and they look so similar too. Just say Roldan. Roldan going for the ball. Yeah. Uh, Roldan going for the ball, and and the uh, Minnesota defender coming be- from behind. And not winning the ball, and even if he does, he takes out Roldan with the trailing leg. That's a foul anywhere on the field. It happens in the box, and I got to imagine with forty to sixty thousand fans in the stadium, uh, booing and screaming, Elfath at least goes to the the monitor and takes a look at it. He does nothing. He does nothing in this. Is that yeah. a penalty to you? I'm torn on that because I think by the I don't I don't read the rules because I'm bad at reading, but um, but uh, I think by if you like looked at the rule book, guy comes in, slides through the back, right up the <laughs> Wait, takes takes Roldan down in the box. Yeah, I mean that's a foul. And it's it's a foul in the penalty box. Yeah, Roldan's going the wrong way. Yeah, the ball was getting away from him. Yeah, it wasn't like he was in control. <laughs> yeah. Those are the things that you have to weigh out. And it's like, is this match gonna be about the referee's whistle? And the and the the rule book, or is it going to be about how the game is being played? And Ilfath made that decision that it was about how the game was being played at the time, and let his VAR ref tell him that it didn't need to be reviewed, and or whatever. I don't know how that went down, but sure. if he got in his ear, like you can go look at it, but it's up to you. I'm sure that he. I'm not sure about anything because I wasn't in his head or wasn't there or whatever. But if he, based on what I've seen him do before, if he needed to look at the play, he would have gone over and checked it and uh, hopefully gotten it, um, gotten a good look at it. Now, I don't, again, that is a foul and that is in the box and that is a PK. Right. And that's a, I mean, like there's no, like he, that's in, 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 that's where VAR has this like weird gray area, right? It was, was it clear and obvious? Um, I think, and this might just be, you know, your rave green colored glasses uh, looking at it. But in my opinion, I'm looking at it and saying all day you have to review that. You have to at least look at it because that. I would like it like NFL where if there's a foul in the box, it's reviewed. Like I would just like it that if you just take the two seconds to be 
to have a look at it if it's a foul. If that's you know, especially in a playoff game, if there's a foul there, let's look at it. Take it to out be, of take it out of the center referee's uh, decision completely, right? Like have the be able to have the the referee in the in the booth. Uh, who's looking at the same footage that the center referee would look at? Because when you're the center referee, there's an there's an element of pride, right? There's an element of I didn't make the wrong call or I I didn't miss that, whatever. Um, and yeah. I don't know. We've probably talked about this before, but take it out of their hands to where it's not their decision on on whether or not something is called. But poorly. I want the I want the the lead official to be the one who makes the decision. It's a better too, feel for the game. And, and I don't want and I want the way that they've been applying the rules if they're consistent like Ilfath is. Then I want the way that they're calling the game to. To continue to be assistant, I think Holden made a great point about that. O'Neill foul could have easily been a red card too. He could have gone and looked at that and been like, "Well, that's a red card." So again, I feel like he was looking at these events and letting it play a certain style in a certain way and doing that. I'm listen. I'm sure a lawyer or somebody who understands laws better could argue about why I'm an idiot. Like, like anytime I take a stand socially on anything, everyone's like, "Well, take- that's not fair to this person." It doesn't take a lawyer to argue that we're idiots. To be fair, yeah, yeah right. Just like go to the comments. Um, but just the idea that um just the idea that it was it felt consistent the whole time for me and I never felt like it was outrageous that he got a call wrong. I would have liked to see that penalty, of course, yeah. but I wasn't, you know, I just like okay, let's just move on. We got to keep going. We got to Thankfully keep going. I, thankfully it doesn't worse come to, to waste that, the, right? Yeah, and worse to waste the time looking at the thing and not overturn it and have sucked all the momentum completely out of the match instead keep moving and it like Roldan was super duper mad about it, and yeah, it did come to a stop, but it wasn't the same length that it could have had it been um, had it been reviewed by the referee. Okay, let's move on. More questions. Yeah, let's get another question. So this question comes from Kellando on on Twitter, who says, "I have serious questions on what you think about New Who's new hat and if they will let him keep it." <laughs> I don't know if, if if you didn't catch it after the match, if you turned it off because you were um, you know dying or. Uh, yeah. Or your wife was mad at you, uh, or your husband was mad at you. If you're uh, listening to this, married too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so after the game, knew who who I think loves trophy celebrations more than anybody I've ever seen in the history of trophy celebrations. Knew who is always the first guy to slide up to the trophy in the corner. He's always the first guy to like pick up the trophy. He's, hey girl, hey. <laughs> he slide into the trophy's DMs. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> So he is uh, he is walking off the field into the locker room with the rest of the players. He, of course, is holding the trophy because he loves that thing, and um, he is holding it on top of his head, wearing it like a like a hat. <laughs> he looks incredible. First of all, um, I would expect no one else to do that first before yeah. New Who, and of course, that's so New Who. That is so New Who. That's so New Who. I, I have a question for both us and for our um, our community of followers yeah. and listeners. Um, is what have we done? Is is what what did we do? What did we do wrong? Where there is now a Twitter account uh, <laughs> called <laughs> called Dong Arbor. <laughs> If you missed last week's episode, well worth going back to listen because Dong Arbor is just a lovely phallus-themed Twitter account making fun of MLS. Uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, thank you, and I'm sorry. Uh, Dong Arbor asks, uh, will there be new who hats or new hats as part of the new merch? Also, a plush goose with bear paws or Bro. a bear with a goose neck and head. <laughs> Bro, you got to understand, the new who hat is literally a tinfoil hat. 
<laughs> Let the conspiracies come at you. You're going to deflect them with a tinfoil hat made from 41 cents of material out of your, not even four, four cents worth of material straight out of that drawer that has all the weird stuff you store things in. <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's go to the last question. This one comes from Mike Walton, who is another great friend of the pod. And he says, uh, asking for a friend, and we've kind of already talked about this. Uh, did anyone else find themselves in a dark place where we went down to nothing? Only asking because my friend immediately turned off the commentary and started listening to Youngblood for the first time because of a Spotify ad. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered where we were both at, and yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> This one's good. All right, th- so a bear, a flea, and a goose walk into a bar and kick a loon in the nads. Not a question, just a fact. Love the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just said that now? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. This is going to be impossible. It's Schmetzer time! Schmetzer time! (laughs) Your Schmetzer time man of the match is New Who. That's so New Who! That's so New Who! Why New? What New Who? Schmetzer time! Seattle's only 24-hour dance club in Pacific Northwest Southwest Eatery, home of Schmetzy Fries and Schmetz House. Not to be confused with Taco Time. <laughs> uh, okay, I say New Who because uh, for the full 90 minutes of the match, mm. from the beginning, so you could, obviously you could argue, argue for Will Bruin, you could argue for uh, Gustav Svensson, Kelvin Leardam, all three subs that came in and changed the match for the Sounders. However, yeah. consistently for the first, like for the at least the first half, most of the second half, is New Who was playing out of his goddamn mind. He mm. was incredible. He was... Um, Faking players out in his own half, in his own in the in the Sounders final third. He was dribbling up the line, keeping the ball in bounds, like creating play for the Sounders where there wasn't any. When the loons were able to sit back, knew who was breaking those lines and and single handedly putting the team on his back and running train down the sidelines. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I've heard of running a train as something else. It is something else, and he was doing it to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> anyway, I so I watched the uh, the Eastern Conference Final the, the night before, um, mm-hmm. and and that was obviously Columbus versus New England Revolution. And I will say that game was practically unwatchable. It was uh, uh, you talked last week about how MLS is so full of uh, fall downs a lot, right? And and <laughs> the Dallas versus Seattle match was just like that. Too. It was very difficult to watch, especially after watching Champions League matches. I've got to point out, someone came at me about this, but I got to point out, I'm not talking about flopping. I'm not talking about people getting lightly kicked and falling over and crying. We do plenty of that too. I'm talking about literally can't stay on their feet, running and just falling overness. It's almost like there's like too much skill in their head for what their body can do. Like that, it's not like they're throwing themselves on the ground trying to get calls. It's like they are literally just trying things and tripping their own, tripping over their own feet. Name of your sex tape? <laughs> trying things and tripping. Yep. That's no, no, it. no. Too much skill in your head for what your body can do. <laughs> yep. That's the that's the sequel. Um, <laughs> hey, I like this random note that you this random note that you put here in relation to the um, man of the match. There's a taco time right across the street from Ezels in Wallingford that would be a bang bang for the ages. Listen, bro. I live in fast food land. Okay, yeah, like yeah. I live in the suburbs, and that could easily be. Something that happens where I'm at too. So if you come here, come to town this weekend. Do you want to bang bang? I would. I would absolutely <laughs> bang bang. 
I would bang bang Taco Time with and Azels. I would bang bang with you. I would bang bang. Um, there's there's now an Azels in Spokane, so that's a that's big news for us. Um, but I would I would bang bang Taco Time. I would bang bang Azels. I would bang bang either of those things in any combination with any other fast food. I feel very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, New Who, great game. That's all I gotta say. All right, Saturday's the big match, 5 p.m. I wonder what that actually means for start time, about 6, 6 11? What do you think? I don't know. The Crew Stadium, six, which is... 690? 690, 420 Canadian. The match is Saturday already. Quick turnaround, 5 p.m. Crew Stadium is called Map Free Stadium, I believe. Fourth MLS Cup in five years. Five years. Five years. <laughs> five years. In five yonders. <laughs> for the Seattle Sounders FC. I think the biggest factor for me is besides fandom, number one, wanting to see Seattle win another uh, MLS Cup, wanting to meet you somewhere near Ellensburg and get a tattoo of a star, these things. Um, The biggest factor for me is that I want to see Seattle beat the piss out of Caleb Porter. Oh, absolutely. 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 That guy guy is, I mean... Regardless of who went through on the Eastern Conference, whether it was Bruce Arena and the Fight and Revolution, which I, th- I found funny on the broadcast, they called it uh, the Revolution and the Fight in Bruce Arenas. <laughs> like, there's only one of those guys on the sideline. Uh, uh, whether it was Bruce Arena or Caleb Porter, beating either of those guys in the final would be the most satisfying thing, except yeah. Caleb Porter would take it so much harder and so much yeah. worse. So it's going to be even more satisfying if it happens. I wonder if Merritt Paulson will tweet at Caleb Porter to cheer him on in the big uh, MLS Cup final against their hated Seattle Sounders. Do you think Merritt Paulson's own fans hate him as much as the as much as a hundred percent? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like he's he's not quite um, he's not quite a Clint Dempsey. You know, like Clint Dempsey's a guy that you know everybody else hates, and you wouldn't like him if he wasn't on your team, but you like him mm-hmm. because he's on your team. Merritt yeah. Paulson doesn't quite have that. Like. He's obviously the owner of the Portland Timbers. He's the kind of guy who he's the sound. He's he is to Portland as Joe Roth was to the Sounders, where it's just kind of embarrassing. Some of the stuff that he says, you're like, please just please just be please quiet. Stop. Just give us your money and be quiet. Like, like it's like it's like people listening to this podcast. Yeah, give us. Wait, are we supposed to give our listeners money? I don't. I don't understand. Oh, you're not paying to be here. Oh, no, this is awkward. I'm not even paid to be here. Uh, it's it, anyway. So I think Merritt Paulson and Caleb Porter, all Timbers fans, are going to be uh, supporting uh, Caleb Porter in this, and uh, all the better to him because the Timbers couldn't get through uh, to the finals. Uh, the Sounders are there, and so everybody else can shut up. Looking at MLSsoccer.com.com.com. <laughs> Major League Soccer Soccer.com. Thank you. That's the one. I always get it wrong. <laughs> Uh, five thirty-eight. The um, the website that does things, the, the prediction business, is taking. I haven't read this. Club's crew. They, they predicted that Hillary Clinton is going to win MLS Cup twenty twenty, <laughs> and Joe Biden by eleven points. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, they, they just put out some cool stuff though. Columbus Crew are the home team, and twelve wins, one loss, no draws at Matt Free Stadium. Well, we know there won't be another draw in their future, but that is uh, it's a good record to have. Obviously, going into a big final, 
Again, though, no fans. Oh, they probably actually have fans. No, they are. So this is what's crazy. So Columbus, the Sounders have faced Columbus once this year. It was in Seattle. There were Mm -hmm. fans in the stadium. It was pre-pandemic, or it was at least like before, I think. Pandemic-ish. It was pandemic-ish, yeah. Um, And in that match, the Sounders uh, played Columbus to a 1-1 draw. Uh, 34th uh, minute goal from Giassi Sardes and a 53rd minute from uh, goal from Miguel Ibarra assisted by uh, Jordan Morris. So that's a name we haven't heard in a while, Miguel Ibarra. Uh, former Minnesota United player, actually. However, now that we are fully in the midst of a global pandemic, uh, Columbus crew have decided uh, that they should have fans in the stadium. I, how do you feel? I mean, it's it's going to be weird. Uh, I feel like I've watched some NFL games. I've watched some college no, no, games. No. Where they've had fans in the stadium. Uh, it seems mm, reckless, irresponsible uh, that they should maybe play this at a neutral site or at least, you know, in Seattle or at a neutral site. I know that that would go against, you know, uh, uh, giving home home field advantage. But your home field is infected by um, by COVID. And so we're nine of your players. So who are we putting at risk here? <laughs> For me, it's the idea that this will be like a normally attended match for them, even at 20% or whatever. That's it's, your ML- it's your MLS Cup final and you only have 20% capacity. So you're used to it. <laughs> so 538 puts this match up pretty close. They're actually giving it a 50-50 draw. Like they don't, they don't, there's nothing between them. Uh, that's it. I, I uh, and I'm hoping that this isn't me being too much of a homer. I go into this match feeling really confident if I'm the Sounders. Um, yeah. You, I mean, and this is having watched the Eastern Conference Final, having watched the way that Columbus played going into this, into this, uh, just their entire playoff run. The Sounders look like the stronger team. They play like the stronger team. They have some of their best players returning to the starting eleven, um, as we've seen this week. Uh, I, I think that the Sounders got to feel really confident about this. And even though Columbus at home is at home, and even though they have a great record there, um, I believe the Sounders can play through that. And I and I think that Brian Schmetzer. It, it, you take the quality of the team and it doesn't matter where you play because you're going to take that Sounders team anywhere and they're going to be able to compete and win. You look, yeah, They the, did it in L.A. last year. They did it in L.A. last year at LAFC Stadium at the Baño uh, de California and they did a great yeah. job there. So Columbus is no, is no Baño. <laughs> the fact that they contained Reynoso, um, even though he scored a goal, the fact that he didn't completely dominate uh, says a lot for Seattle Sounders defense. And what they're capable of doing, the the names on you know Nagby's one and Zardes is another one for Columbus, but those names, for me, don't sound as dangerous as Reynoso. He's got to be one of the most worrisome guys in the league that you're going to face. Not that the other two that I mentioned aren't, but it's just if you can contain them, you got to feel good about being able to stop. Uh, being anybody, able to stop Columbus. really, just yeah. about anybody at this. Point. Yeah, it sets the bar real high. Now, also, I always worry about that stuff because when. You say like, well, we can handle this guy, so we could do that. Also, like sometimes I think Seattle kind of plays to the opposition, mm-hmm. and so when you have to have a big performance against Reynoso, like you you get there, you have Joao Paulo on him for the entirety of the match or whatever. But when you go, okay, now we can play a little more offense or whatever, maybe that that will little lapse in that concentration or focus sure. is possible. So, yeah, I um, I also like you feel pretty good about this. Nothing else. Sounders have won MLS Cup on the road before. 
Schmetzer has been the coach in that situation. A handful of the players are still the same. They've done it. They've they've been able to at least hold on long enough to win in PKs or whatever. The that this is a team that knows how to win finals. Are they going to be able to? Are they going to be able to maintain that in not negative sixty nine degree weather though, like it was in Toronto when they played the final there? You were there. That was the coldest, right? I saw. No, no, no. I was there the next year when they lost. Oh, sure. I was. Uh, I wasn't there for the extra time and then PKs. Penalties, I was yeah. there for two nothing walking out in the ninetieth minute and the Toronto fans being very sweet and hilarious about it. Like, oh, hey, good try next time. And next time we next f- time. won. Yeah. Suck oh, it, you suck it, you dingus. Hey, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, as your wife said, like Toronto's not in it this year. So um, I, I just when I look at a Sounders crew that has performed so well together, and assuming no one gets COVID between now and then, you've got Ladero and Rui Diaz, who's been playing his face off. That guy's gonna run out of neck tattoos. He's been running through his skin so much. I, I think that I think that we should feel confident as fans knowing that this team can show up and be dynamite. I'd like to see a first half lead going into halftime for once though. It would be nice to not rest on that security, but to command in those first 30 minutes would be really important. I think against a team that um, could be very good at home. So we've, we've talked a lot about this over the last couple of years. The Sounders are a great team. They're a really great team who play, and obviously it's shown by the 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 position that they find themselves at the end of the season, playing for their fourth or playing for their third MLS Cup final in their fourth final in five years. Um, they're a great team. However, they don't always look on, like on paper. You see, you look at it; it's success, it's success after success. But when you look at the team play, sometimes you're like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" What has happened? Yeah, like, you don't necessarily always feel confident that they're going to be able to go into a game and just boss it. Yeah. I've got it. When they have to replace Zulily on the shirts, they should do some sort of blood pressure medication. Okay. That should be the next. Yeah. Z- Zephyrax. <laughs> Sounders, brought to you by all of the aspirin in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, little, yellow, yeah. different. Tums. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. For real. I woke up I woke up still with a stomach ache this morning for real. I was like <gasps> so stressed out still. So. I feel like there are people based on what I was seeing uh on Twitter uh, at Full90 podcast on Twitter. Um based on what I was seeing, I think that there are people who did not sleep last night. I saw tweets <laughs> throughout the night as I was tweeting something from Full90 podcast um uh, at like six this morning because my wife had just hit the road for Seattle. Uh, as I was tweeting something at six, I'm like, oh, it's six o'clock. I, I forgot that nobody's online. Oh, well, this probably won't do well. And then instantly 10 people liked it. I was like, what are you all doing awake? <laughs> Nobody can I mean, sleep. It worked on me. I saw it pop up and I was like, oh, Brandon's up. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, um, it, the, this, you know, I tried to, tried to believe that Schmetzer time is not a thing. Right, I'm trying to convince myself that this is. Well, some... we saw it this season too. The team came out and looked strong. Like the first half of the whatever the season is looked like, the first half of summer season, the team came out and really put on great first half performances. And it, we were like, "Whoa, we've got depth. We've got team that's scoring. We got Rui Diaz, 14 goals in the season. This is amazing." Then it just kind of like fell off a bit there after that international break from a couple months ago, and we haven't really seen it happen again. But the team is capable. Well, worse than worse than trying to, I agree. Um, but worse than trying to convince myself that Schmetzer time isn't a thing, because now I think it definitely is, is that mm. the Sounders main hashtag 
for the playoffs. You know, every year they pick a branded hashtag, whatever it used to be, you know, uh, our time or, you know, this, this moment or uh, defend our cup or whatever it is this year, the hashtag is hashtag wired together, which I absolutely thought was the stupidest thing. And now we're all like, awake our eyes glued to twitter our yeah. eyes glued to the oh. television until the 94th minute wondering whether or not worst fan of the year keith is still up watching the match and uh <laughs> and i feel absolutely wired i have had zero coffee this morning and i feel like i am wide awake because of what the sounders did last night so the sounders yet again um proving that they know more about social media with hashtag wired together than our dumb podcast <laughs> <laughs> Literally not our dumb podcast, though, because yeah. that podcast is obvious. Yeah, uh, Take a look into the swirling effervescence of the Crystal Pepsi ball. What do you see? MLS Cup, Saturday, 5 p.m., but probably closer to 6. In Columbus, the reigning champion Seattle Sounders FC take on Columbus Crew. SC, I believe. Are they SC or FC? Yeah, they're SC. S- SC. Yeah. Uh, Columbus <laughs> Crew, stupid club. <laughs> Yeah, what does the SC stand for? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, these two teams match up. Take a look into the Crystal Pepsi ball and tell me what you see Saturday evening. Okay, I've already said that I think the Sounders look like the stronger team. I don't think... So Columbus has a, has a pretty good attack, uh, even though it includes Giazzi Zardes. Um uh, the, it's not an it's not an international game. It's okay. okay Seattle good. is in the same country as Columbus. Okay, so Giassi Zardes might actually play. Okay, um, I'm going to say that the Sounders are going to walk out of this one with a familiar scoreline. Looking at last year's uh, MLS mm-hmm. Cup final, I think the Sounders will walk away with this one three to one. God, God damn it! That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I think that they will they will be winning three to nothing, and similar to last year. Um, somebody, you know, on the opposing team, probably Giazzi Zardes, uh, is going to score a goal and nobody's going to know that it happened because we're all going to be so drunk. Brandon, I'm with you there. I think three, nothing. And then Josie Altador scores the (laughs) three, one goal for the Columbus crew wearing a Toronto shirt, (laughs) wearing a Toronto shirt. So he's just going to pop. Uh, you know, I was just thinking, I know we got to go, but I was just thinking, that this is going to be possibly the ugliest MLS Cup final ever played with rave. It's not necessarily that Columbus's yellow jerseys are that bad or that Sounders rave green jerseys are that bad, although a lot in the league might say so. Uh, it's that the rave green next to the yellow is going to look like somebody is trying to mix their their Mountain Dew with their lemonade. And <laughs> and it's going to be played in a stadium that caught on fire once. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and, and hope that Sounders come out with an MLS Cup. It's just not going to be the most visually appealing, especially if you're colorblind. <laughs> it's going to look like a highlighter fight. 